Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit All right, I want to welcome everybody to this week's Matrixic Discussion Group call, this podcast. We're just going to chat a little bit this evening with uh, current things that are going on. And our other host, Keith, um, was with us this evening, and uh, we're just kind of chatting about, uh, I guess, a statement I made that I kind of have really lost all hope, I think, in our fellow American. Uh, seems like the brainwashing has been complete. Yes, <laughs> very thoroughly. That. Uh... One of the first things that I mentioned on the, in my journey here with the uh, journal here on Facebook when I started my last trial and stuff was uh, I mentioned that verse in the Bible that I refer to all the time so diligently. Hosea 4, verse 6. My people shall perish for lack of knowledge. And that goes directly to your, your uh, innate sense of being able to live naturally by yourself is you have to be able to learn by yourself. If you can't observe what's going on in life in the right context, take it in and discern for yourself whether it has credibility of being real or not or tangible or harmful or whatever. then you are truly in need of somebody else to govern those kind of situations for you. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely seems like the American public is extremely willing, very willing to have somebody else govern their affairs for them because they'll believe hook, line, and sinker, everything that's fed to them. They won't question it a bit. They won't crack open a book or, hell, you know, crack open a book. You don't even have to do that anymore. You just go to... Uh, the great Oracle, Google, and start asking a few questions, and nobody even bothered to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's yeah. been so nice about my, my little journey here is it's pretty much all been, you know, online, whether it be here on the on the laptop. Uh, I, I was restricted to a, a phone device for a number of years, but otherwise going to a library or something like that. Um and it's it's kind of handy, you know. You don't have to uh, travel long distances or anything like that when we have these little electronic devices these days. It's been a, been made a, a large convenience, yet people use it to enhance their own little talents or whatnot without thinking about the big picture and how to use it for the benefit of everybody. And that itself keeps them caught up in the cognitive dissonance by not looking out for their brothers, their their own self-centered rights and reasons for having any specific talent and doing that without knowing the other uh, factors and things in the environment that help induce that or are detrimental to it. 
And we really need to start waking up to that. Well, you know, the thing is, you, you can look back at, uh, say, the inception of uh, the USA back in, you know, like 1770. And uh, look at the situation there. I mean, even like when the Constitution was written, it was maybe a month or more before it traveled around to the other governors and stuff for them to be able to even read it or anything, you know, although they all were supposed to have representatives uh, there for it, and they all did, other than Rhode Island, uh, which was a strict violation against uh, Articles of Confederation. But you can look back then and say, okay, well, you know, people really didn't have access to everything like we do now, you know. Whereas today, you know, people can find stuff, you know, at the drop of a hat, you know, in two or three seconds, you know. And people can look things up online and uh, and find information. And so that's definitely available today where it wasn't then. And so you can kind of give an excuse to the people back then for letting things slip through. But today, there is no excuse. Absolutely no excuse for it today. Right. It's, it's a, and it goes right back to paying for our father's sins. Again, Jose 4, verse 6. Um, if our father's not teaching us because he lacks the knowledge, then we too lack the knowledge. And therefore, that's why I say we're getting involved in all this self-centered stuff because we don't have the knowledge of how to put that talent to use in its proper accordance so that all benefit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, it's... Sad state for sure. You know, I, I got a question. I, something I was thinking about today. Um, when the HIV/AIDS was discovered, and you heard all of a sudden you heard this actor had it, and uh, this athlete had it, and all of these notable people and people others looked up to had contracted HIV. Was was there like a a run on? face mask that I missed? Not that I know of. Yeah, I, I don't remember people going out and buying face masks because that's a virus too. Just like this is yeah. supposed to be a virus. Yeah. Well, I see oh. a lot of people. People are all up in arms about viruses and stuff and all viruses um, behave in the same way and have the same manner, uh, manners of characteristics. And one of their characteristics that are detrimental to them is heat. <laughs> well, you, you, you need no cure. You just have, yeah, it's you not, have to have knowledge. It's not just heat. It's not just heat. It's sunlight. It's the rays right. and the sunlight that that does it. But you know, and and the virus, um, a virus doesn't really live outside the human body. They're, they've given all these different numbers saying that it does. And let me tell you something: if a virus could live outside the human body for seventy-two hours, or even up to seven or nine days, like I've heard at, at different sources. Let me tell you something. If that was the case and they were really concerned, they would have shut down the U.S. mail. That would have been the first thing that happened. Yep, exactly. The, the virus, because the thing is, a, a key thing about a virus is that a virus isn't a living organism. There's no life to it. It's, I would almost call it parasitical in a way. It has to have a host. It has to have a living body to be in in order to do harm to a living body. Um, 
and it, it's not like naturally airborne or anything like that unless like somebody sneezes in your vicinity. Uh, the human body is amazing. When you sneeze, you, you project out, you expatriate out at five freaking um, oh, 5Gs. 5Gs. I mean, that's some speed. It's, the yep. human body can really, you know, exhaust something out of its system. I mean, quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, And that's the only way it's going to be in the air. Other than that, it's not just like kind of floating around in the air or anything like that. It has to be in a host body to exist. And that's why the different viruses, like say the flu or cold virus or something, uh, that's also part of the reason why they'll, they'll have seasons, especially wintertime where people don't get the sunlight. Um, because there is a percentage, I can't remember what they actually call it, they're called uh, super carriers or something like that. But there's a percentage of people that those viruses live in, and it doesn't bother them. They're immune to them. They're okay and everything. But uh, when it's the time of year that they can do damage to other people, then the contact that they make with others is what transmits it. Yeah, and that's... For the most part, it's ignorance. Yeah, and that's one of the things. It's like you know, why doesn't somebody just go and I mean, look up the word virus, <laughs> read about it. You know what I mean? I went to the store yesterday, and more than half of the people were either wearing face masks and or gloves. And when I walked in, I went to grab a shopping cart, and they've got a guy there handing out handy wipes to you so you can wipe down the handle of your shopping cart. I just started busting <laughs> out laughing at him. I'm like, you're not going to contract it by touching a shopping cart. You know, I think maybe people thought it was part of the Corona brand for toilets or something like that. Maybe that's why they went out and bought toilet paper. I have no idea. But... Anyway, yeah, I noticed you were saying something earlier about uh, connecting to Wi-Fi or something like that. And I uh, was talking to somebody yesterday, and we were both on cell phone. We, we got our call dropped once, so then went to landline, and even with landline, we had the call dropped twice more after that. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what the deal here here is. My my laptop hooks up fine, but my phone won't. I've gone through and done a reset, and not a full reset yet. But got a couple things. I'm waiting for one of the guys to get home so I can do a a reset on the Wi-Fi itself, and then shut everything down and reload. And see if that does it. Try over again. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I'm kind of surprised that there's only three of us here this evening. Huh. Especially since everybody should be having a lot more free time right now than normal. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're probably think. all glued. They're probably all glued to their TV, you know, uh, waiting for martial law to be declared. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought it was already declared. They're just waiting for it to come into action tomorrow. 
Oh, the, are you talking about the Stafford Act? Well, whatever, whatever they're talking about, uh, everything shutting down tomorrow. Um, I guess somebody said National Guard's on the move and this and that. Now, if if they were on the move, we'd see them. I don't see any here. Yeah, I, I've seen a, a few short videos that people have shown, like uh, in Oregon, where they're on the railroad and stuff like that. But it it seems like whenever stuff like this gets talked about. All of a sudden, all these videos of this stuff all magically start appearing, and everybody's seeing them. <laughs> and I think if you're really paying attention and have your eyes open, you can see that kind of stuff year-round. Yeah, you, you'd see it on a regular basis, and it's just they're moving equipment. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to be going over for a uh, interview with Milky Way Weekly at 10. So I don't know, maybe people just decided to wait and tune in there or something. I don't know. But and you know, and I'll say this: with all of the so-called alternative media that started up, and all these people talking about how awake they are, watching them all just jump on this coronavirus bandwagon. I just shake my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. You guys have all been talking for the past three or four years. Like, you know, you're a voice of reason and you're telling the truth. You've got the truth, not mainstream media. And here you are, nothing but parroting the same thing as mainstream media. Yeah. I've only found, I think, three, maybe four different sites or different channels or, or websites even that um, have a clue about really what's good to be done, you know, and and not spreading the whole fear thing. Uh, found one today, and I had heard him before, but he's got a website, uh, Gregory uh, Manorino. He is totally excellent. Uh, because somebody else had him on today, and I was listening to him, and he was bringing up things that I've been bringing up since last October. That I still don't hear the so-called truth channels talking about. Yeah. But he was basically uh, today talking about the big red flag to this that everybody should have seen. And this started uh, last September with the repo loans between the banks. Because the banks wouldn't even freaking loan each other money anymore. They're having to go to the freaking treasury. Because, you know, you've got they've got a zero out balance at the end of every day. So, you know, they would very often loan each other $10, 15000000 million, and they were just overnight loans. You know, and they, charged, they would charge like 1% or 2% interest on it. Then all of a sudden, come September, they were charging 8 to 15% interest to each other, providing they would even give the loan to the other bank. You know, And so the banks yeah. said, screw it. And they were going to the Treasury and saying, listen, we're going to have to shut down if you, know, you don't help us out and give us these overnight loans. And you know, people freaked out um, with the um, bank bailout in 08. And that was only what, like six or eight hundred billion dollars. Well, yeah. since since September, the Federal Reserve has loaned trillions of dollars 
to these guys. Something like seven trillion dollars. Yeah, and nobody has said a word about it. And here's the thing. When they started doing that in 08, they started doing that in, uh, I think it was December of 08. Oh, what happened in 09? We had the bubble burst. And so, you know, when I saw that they were doing this uh, back in September, I was like, Shh, just wait. 2020 is going to be rocky. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's something I was, I've been working on here lately. I don't know if you saw a post here. I posted a few days ago about the uh, census. Well, and it wasn't so much about the census, but actually about the uh, Civil War and how everything was enacted back then in the uh, 40s, 50s, and 60s when Abraham came, Abraham Lincoln came into power and how the, uh, the census um, population had grown 35, something like 35 percent. And so it caused an increase in demand. Well, here we are in 2020. And they've realized that if they can cause a uh, or create an increase in demand, they can flood that market with Federal Reserve notes. And thereby what that does is it it, uh, it quells a market. It restabilizes. But at the same time, it, it causes a decrease in value in what's known as United States notes comparatively to the Federal Reserve notes. Yeah. So it's not it's not really good for the economy at all. Bailout or not. The the just the mere concept that the banks run the system and can fluctuate the uh con the uh supply and demand is against the actual inherent ability of man himself to control his own finances and stay out of that fluctuation of the market of a futures. Exactly. Uh, and it seems like anything that happens, all the big things that happen, when you look back on it, somehow or another, it links back to the banks. Yep. I mean, even going back and looking at the um, sinking of the Titanic, you know what I mean? That actually oh, yeah. had two bank situations with it. One was that its sister ship, uh, had just gotten in a freaking really bad wreck and it was unrepairable and they're going to lose a chunk load of money there. So the best thing to do is to swap names on the boats and, and sink that boat. You know, and yep. at the same time, JP Morgan and a bunch of these other big banksters that were supposed to be riding on it for that voyage, they all canceled out at the last minute. Oh, gee, why did that happen? And all the people that were opposed you know, just starting a uh, central bank uh, that they were on the boat. <laughs> yep. You want to you want to change a corporation, change it from the inside by by any means whatsoever. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And uh, they definitely succeeded with that little escapade. Yeah. I don't know what it was all about, but. Uh, that was uh, 1911, 1912 that that sank, and then it was 
1913, boom, Federal Reserve, it's here. <laughs> I think whatever they're doing this time is going to happen a little more rapid, though. It's not, not going to take a few months or whatever. I think it's probably going to happen right in the midst of whatever's happening now. Yeah. And <sighs> one of the things I'm waiting for him to say and to really start talking about is, oh, you know, that... This can live on paper. That's the best host for it to live on is paper. You know, um, toll booth here where I'm at, um, they've announced now that they're not accepting any bills. They'll only take change. Huh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering if this is going to be a step towards moving everybody uh, paperless. Now, all of a sudden, these businesses that shut down, lost all this money. You know, they don't want this to happen again, so uh, we're only accepting debit cards now. Yeah, debit cards or coin. Better accept that coin. Got to be able yep. to accept silver coin. That's the, that's oh, the, yeah. that's the coin of the man. You can't take that yep. out of the room. You can take gold out because that's corporate money. You can take out uh, platinum because that's uh, institutional money. But you can't take out silver. That's the money of the man. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you can carry around a uh, pocket full of change or use your debit card. That's that's going to be it. And then you look at then you look at who really profits off from that. You know, every, every time you swipe a card, there's a service fee. Oh yeah, that's you got you got to pay for the electronic service. It's a transfer, yeah. but even if it's an electron, even if it's just an electronic transfer, it's still a transfer. Somebody got paid to push that button. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's another service in this service-oriented organization where we all dwell. It's <laughs> uh, another service you're gonna have to pay for, you know, or somebody's gonna be paying for, and so you know. And I don't know, is it the banks that own those machines where you swipe your cards at? I don't know. But they'll see a huge jump in profits just just off from that alone. Well, I'm sure. We were talking about that earlier, too. You know, the currency in today's world is, um, everybody thinks of it as uh, just a fiat currency that we know as a Federal Reserve note. Or when we go to foreign countries, we use their their paper monies. But people need to learn the concept that people are the creators of money. And it, it goes down to the pure, simple fact of the contract makes the law. What is the law that we're talking about? When we're talking about contracts, we're talking about exchange. And that's all the fiat currency is, is it's a medium of exchange. Well, if the exchange in this concept is a contract, then two... The Federal Reserve note is a contract in its simplest form. So all we're doing is just getting rid of the Federal Reserve contract. Whereas people realize what they their their power to contract and that they are the true creators of money, they would learn how to contract. Pure and simple. Uh, you know, one of the things I think is kind of funny, too, is 
for a number of years now, they've had all these, you know, off-the-grid shows on TV. And now they're telling everybody to self-quarantine, you know. And yeah, and that's why. Yeah, it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, off the grid, you know, to me is getting out of today's system. That's the grid that you need to be getting off from. And I think that's kind of what they've been hinting at, you know. And to me, self-quarantine, it's like they're showing everybody you've got power right there. You've got power to separate. You've got the, the power yeah. of self-exile. You have the right of self-exile. That, that's just This is just showing it in a physical form. And they're demanding and, that you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I, for myself, I think I pretty much already have, but... <laughs> you know, and, and then at the same time, okay, so when you um, self-quarantine... Then now that means that you might be doing out without a few things, this or that. You're going to have to start being ingenious about what you do. You're going to have to exercise your right of self determination, which is actually um, your right to take care of yourself. Yeah, your 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 own your your own uh, 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 right of. Uh uh well uh health and well-being your own right of nutrition your own right of determining what your diet is all kinds of things who who you wish to go to if you get sick you don't have to go to a licensed practitioner or something called a medical society that introduces through a food and drug administration um certain elements in your diet that turn around and cause cause issues so that they can turn around and sell you a medication that is in no way a cure and you know, I, I think I think they're really you know, forcing people into the situation of comprehending self-determination without people even really realizing it. And they're letting everybody know, okay, here's the deal. Either you can all self-quarantine, i.e. exercise self-determination, or Big Brother is really going to step in now and be taking, it, taking over everything. And what right. do you all want? And what's everybody doing today? There are... The sheep are all jumping off the cliff, following each other like lemmings. They're showing yeah. that they don't have that ability to self-govern themselves. People that are in this situation that are um, facing downtime from work and stuff because a certain place is being shut down. Um, kids coming home from school and being um, staying at home for the next month and teachers using the Zoom platform to do education from home and stuff. Well, at the same time, parents could be doing the same things that our forefathers did before the public education system um, was homeschooling, teaching, helping continue that education while the kids are at home. And not only that, but then therefore continue it afterwards. This is something that this is a situation that could help institute naturally some some uh, minor homeschooling uh qualities because of the the particular event and i would i would hope that people would take advantage of that you know we're coming up upon gardening time maybe mom and dad need some help in the gardening get them kids out there to help you that's what my mom and dad did i learned a lot about gardening and things like that just out of the natural course of being at home which was on top of what we did learn at school 
Yeah, that's one of the things, you know, people, I think, think that the public schools have always been around. They've always existed. No, they didn't, actually. They're actually something that's kind of relatively new. And it came from an idea of uh, what was called uh, the country school. And guess who gave the endowment? Guess who gave the money to start up the country schools? Uh, J.D. Rockefeller? <laughs> well, I just yeah. did a write-up on it here the other day, too, as far as uh, the, the first actual school here in America was uh, 1663, I think. Um, Boston Latin School. And it was, a, it was a specific school. And it was one school. And it was the first school here in America. But the actual public education system schools were started in uh, a later time. And they, they uh, incorporated a French military training style, which is to get everybody to line up and do things through a schedule and this and that. And it had it was much different than the little country schools that you saw on uh, um, Little, House, Little on House on the Prairie or something. Yeah, <laughs> the, those were those were the more the country schools you were talking about. But the actual public education, when it was started, it was done under the concept of a French military training. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, very military in nature. Yep. <clears throat> And I would dare say the Jesuits had a handle with that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I haven't. That um, sounds right up their alley. <laughs> yep, I haven't done any research in that particular avenue, but um, they have to do a lot with a lot of things, particularly when we're talking about our laws and, and education. You know, a lot of our, even our uh, law schools themselves are indoctrination centers with the very elite at the top. And these are the people we're talking about in these secret societies. Now, the secret societies, when we're talking about that, again, we're talking about withholding information. Now, the very concept in the Bible is to know him. And if you're going to be administrating and keeping information from people making it harder for them to know him rather than exposing them and letting them. And this is one of those concepts I try to portray to people and kids. My God, let these kids learn as much as they can. They will absorb everything if you let them right. The, the today's public education system is, is incorporated on the concept of leave no child behind, which means that we pushed back a barrier and we restrict certain individuals from expanding beyond that barrier. And that's a limitation we need to get over and start expanding that barrier. And those that are falling behind help them a little bit more. And that still allows for that expansion in a greater, greater manner. And that's where people will take notice. The young, the young are very susceptible to um, indoctrination as well as susceptible to reality if you let them have it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the no child left behind idea, too, when you look at it, what did they do with it? In, instead of 
pulling up the slower kids uh, closer to the level that the rest of them were at, everybody had to kind of follow the pace of the slower kid. <laughs> it was all done totally backwards. I, I went to um, a classroom one time, my uh, girlfriend's youngest daughter, and we were going to have a meeting or something like that. And that, they were still in class when we got there. And I just kind of looked in on the class. And the class was consisting at that time of the teacher sitting at her desk reading for, from a book while the students all colored or doodled or did whatever they were doing at their desk. And it's like, yeah. that's nothing like any class I ever went to in school because how many of those students are even listening to what the teacher might be reading? I mean, I was like, I was shocked. I was like, well, this it, is what school is now? And it's not like yeah. they're like really, really young. I mean, they're like 10 years old. Yeah, well, that's, you know, it's the, the new math. Oh, my God. How, how more... Um, plain can it be that they're trying to confuse our very own children when they come home with this thing of new math where they got to chart it on a piece of paper? Yeah. Yep. And you don't have I mean, to literally, that's exact all the new answer. math did was chart it. Yeah. And you don't have to come up with the exact answer, just come up with something generally in the area. But if you come up with the exact answer, you're incorrect because it's supposed to be a generalization. And, you know, the thing is, and I've heard a lot of people say, oh, yeah, you know, I went through algebra in school and calculus. How often am I going to use this when I grow up? Oh, this, that's a waste. You don't realize that what that is doing is that's wiring your mind. Algebra wires your mind to be able to think in the abstract and see the abstract and know how that works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is used, or you should be using it all the time. If you're not, then your mind is definitely a waste. Yeah, it's people only use 10% of the brain, they say. I would hope someday, someday we'd be able to exercise our, our ability to use our brain enough that we end up using at least 20%. Because if we're capable of, of this at 10%, just imagine what we're capable of 20 or 30 percent if people would just wake up and realize it um it's to me like with my work just looking at people's cognitive abilities nowadays being able to reason things out in real time just really blows my mind because you know it, it's like i'll deal a hand oh this is a poker game for instance i'll deal a hand out and the people that want to stay in, stay in, and the ones that don't, fold out. And the ones that stay in, I'll throw in $2, right? I'll, I'll, I'll discard the ones that fold, and then I'll pull in the money from the ones that stayed in, and I'll announce five players. And then I'll put out the flop. After I put out the flop, one of the players will say, how much is in the pot? What do you mean how much is in a pot? Five people stayed in and it cost you all two dollars each. You tell me. <laughs> yeah. 
And this isn't something that happens once in a while. No, this is something that happens constantly. Yeah. Or I'll say, you know, at the toward at the end of the hand, I will have said, you know, four players. Okay. And one guy will throw in his money, he'll make a bet. The next guy will call his bet and throw his money in, and then he'll go and turn up his cards. It's like, dude, I announced four I announced four players. Only two have thrown yep. in money so far. Why are you showing your hand? Oh, I didn't know that anybody else was in the hand. I told yeah. you four players. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it, even when you express stuff, you know, right out in front, you know, make things very known to people, it just goes in one ear, right out the other. You know, yeah. and a lot, a lot of the stuff, even with this um, virus thing, like, and you listen to some of the things that some of the announcements and things that people are saying, is anybody really listening to these people? Because they're saying that this is a live exercise. Mike Pompeo the other day, the attorney general, said live yeah. exercise like three times within 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, post, I posted a link to a, a thing where the, uh, um, the whole thing was discussed as a, a mock trial and suggestive figures on how to respond if there were 65 million people affected. And that's how these figures come out into the, the public realm here. People saying 65 million people are going to are going to be affected. No, that's what they used as a parameter in their mock exercise or test. And that's all it was. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. You know, but they, they use words like experiment. And I've heard them use words like a test. And it's like, don't people listen to what these guys are saying? They're basically telling you. You know what? The, the other day, um, I was listening on YouTube to a clip from Fox News. And it, that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for something specific, but I just ran across it. So I, I took a listen to it. And the girl on Fox News um what was it she was trying to say? She oh she was trying to say um, that the virus scare, but she stumbled and said the virus scam, and then corrected herself. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and I'm like, does anybody has a way to speak it out? These people are telling you. Don't you listen? <laughs> ah, amazing. That's like we see these things like the, I'm sure everybody's seen the Simpsons routines where they've pointed out various things that have come to true fruition in real life when this cartoon had been made years prior. And that's the same thing. They're they're doing this stuff in the movies and everything. They're giving you messages, and you just gotta watch these movies and learn the language that they're using to see it. And that's all it is: is paying attention, observing what's going on, learning from that observation, doing it again, exercising it again, practicing it. 
and doing it over and yeah. over so it becomes habit so it becomes natural to respond in a in a in a uh, more accurate manner well and they're completing two different things when they do that uh first of all when, when they're showing this stuff either in cartoons or in the movies uh to them what they're doing is they're telling you ahead of time what they're going to do that way they're absolved. Right. That way they're absolved. They've given disclosure. You know what I mean? Uh, because they know that you're not going to go and crack open the Federal Register or anything like that and really learn anything that they have planned. They've got to do it there. Because that's the only thing you pay attention to. But though people look at that and they think, oh, it's just entertainment or it's just a joke or something like that. And, and so, yeah, number one, they're giving their disclosure there and they're also absolving themselves of what they're going to do in the future. Their hands are now clean because we told you. Yep. Yeah, plausible deniability. It, They've expressed it. And and so when it comes about, it's like, hey, then we told everybody, and you guys are still going to fall for it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and that's why I tell people, you know, you got to read these codes and stuff, and you'll see that they they put them in these codes too. You know, there there are certain um, when we think about the old one dash two oh seven in the UCC code, and it talked about expressing one's reservation of rights in like wording. And so when we look through all these different codes, we can see a lot of the similarities in various different coding references, you know, like the UCC and and uh, federal statutes and international law and code of DC. Um, we see all these likenesses, and that's the uniformity throughout all jurisdictions. And if we learn how to read those and comprehend that this is synonymous with that. So when they say this, they're talking about this jurisdiction, then they'll say the same thing, but use a different word. They just switch jurisdictions. Yep. Well, and I posted about the wording a couple of days ago also uh, regarding the Constitution. And all these patriot movements out there and stuff, and people screaming, they want their republic back, you know, and everything. They want something they never had. They want it back. Um, and it's like, okay, well, you're going to be a constitutionalist. Have you read the Constitution? Because it never guarantees you a republic. It never says it was establishing a republic. It said it was guaranteeing each state a republican form of government form of government there's your wording again Correct. it's going to be Correct. styled kind of like a republic but it's not really a republic <laughs> and, and, and you people all comprehend this really good here it's the form and that means whether it be on paper or the form of the association of men that formed that republic that would be that uh, that actual real physical body and when we talk about form of that body, that means come together as separate organs of that body. And now remember, this is all uniform throughout all jurisdictions. This is biblical knowledge. This is in UCC. This is in the uh, uh, um, international laws. This is in the uh, federal codes. It's it, you just have to comprehend how it works in each of those uniform or in, in each of those jurisdictions uniformly. And so when this body comes together 
the organs of that body come together. That's a congregation. And they give credence to each other. Yep. Not to you, to each other. Uh, and, and you look at also, you know, they're giving you a form, but the substance is very different. <laughs> right. And that's why I say that's the body. That's the body yep. of that form. The body of the form of any commercial, political, religious, anything like that is always going to start with paper. Because it has to be recorded. And that's that's the specific reason why the, the Republic is form only. But it doesn't state what form. Yep. The, no, the commercial form, good. it tells you. Commercial form, it tells you. It has to be in uh, a separate written statement. Um, under penalty or pains and penalties of perjury, da 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 da. It tells you it has to be in a specific form. Equity has no form. Only legal law has form. Law and legal, that's form. Equity exists in substance only, the intent. Uh, and that's one of the things, you know, explain some things to people as far as what the law does or how it operates and explain the details. <clears throat> and they're like, well, that's not right. Well, that's right. It, of course it's not. They don't care about right or wrong. They don't care about equity. Right. Because and that's why I say if you don't if you don't know the terms of equity, you can't come in equity because you you don't know how to be have in equity and i'm going to try to impress that upon everybody it is not behave that is a morpheme of the phoneme as written in a grapheme because they did not uh put in the uh connecting uh symbol which is a hyphen they removed it and kept them together and causing a word to be pronounced in the wrong way it is a term that they use as a matter of deception. You do not behave. You behave. Keep it in the present tense, in the proper construct of the words. Like patent and latent. Everybody says patent. Again, that's a, that's a morpheme of the grapheme, of the actual phoneme. It's supposed to be patent and latent. Latent is underlying. Patent is on top. Why we see the uh, uh, authorized representative giving an unambiguous authorized signature on the instrument is not liable for the person named in the instrument. They're two different things. That person is hidden. It is latent somehow through some kind of deception. That deception is the way it is symbolized on that document or in that instrument. In the instrumentality of the information on the document. In form, 
in formation. Well, we're we're getting close to I think quarter to ten, so I'm probably gonna have to bounce off here and uh, get ready to go over to YouTube, and uh, it's gonna be going on. Um, it's called Milky Way Messengers. It's with right. Brian Burnett. Gonna, yep. Well, I'll pop over and check you out. Yeah, he's he's got a good following of people. Um, it's kind of, I would say, same people follow Kim that follow. Um, I, I don't want to say like UFO stuff because it, it doesn't get into that craziest stuff, but maybe more of a spiritual realm of things and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Our Wayne Steiger, a lot of his people um, are the same people on the broadcast for uh, Milky Way Messengers. Good, good right. people. Well, I've got it set as a reminder, so. Yep. All right. Well, All right. Um, well I'm going to scoot too. So. Yeah. But if anybody, anybody knows me. That, uh, well, anybody that knows, uh, knows me through Facebook, you can get a hold of me through Facebook if you have any questions or anything. Um, I don't really have much to speak on myself tonight. I've been doing a lot of research on the DC codes and stuff like that. And as you can see by my page on Facebook, but um, like I said, glad you guys came and uh, appreciate you. Appreciate your input. All right, guys. Well, and this all comes down to what I say every week. It's all about learning who you really are, where you're really at, and where you're really from. Because Everybody's been deceived on those three things, and if you don't know it, you cannot administrate your estate or operate in this realm. You're going to need to turn to Big Brother to do that. Uh, so far, it looks like they've been pretty successful that way. So, Anyway, good night, Keith. We'll catch you later. Catch you on the flip side. We'll catch everybody next Sunday at 9. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. You bet. Right, good Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.